Welcome to Beyond the Lines. I'm your host, Jason Davis. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to this episode and all the other episodes I have archived. You can follow this podcast on Facebook at Beyond the Lines Podcast, on Instagram, Beyond the Lines Podcast, on Twitter at underscore Beyond the Lines, and also on TikTok at Beyond the Lines Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or show ideas, you can email me at btlpodcast213 at gmail.com. This episode is sponsored by FitFest Tampa Bay. FitFest Tampa Bay is one of the largest sports festivals and fitness expos in the Southeast. They have dozens of vendors, fitness classes, live sports, seminars, health and wellness services, special appearances, and even a kid's zone. The event is August 19th and 20th inside Expo Hall at the Florida State Fairgrounds. There will be special appearances by strongmen C.T. Fletcher, Julius Maddox, who will be bench pressing 7 to 800 pounds, and my guest from last week's episode, Midwest Kong, who will be going for 100 reps and 225-pound bench press. So you have just over four weeks to make plans, grab your friends, and get on down to the Expo Hall at the Florida State Fairgrounds the weekend of August 19th and 20th for a lot of fun and fitness. For more information, go to usafitfest.com or call 727-710-0692, ask for Chris, and tell him Jason sent you. This is episode number 67, and today I will be discussing religion and sports. So now, let's meet this episode's guest. My guest today is Jordan. She's a college freshman soccer player in the state of Florida. Jordan, welcome to the show. Hi, it's nice to be here. Thank you for being here. So today we're talking about religion and sports. I know that you and I have talked off air about your faith and you continuously practicing faith. And so we want to get into that. But before we get into that, I want to talk a little bit about your soccer. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what position do you play? I'm an outside back. Okay, an outside back. Briefly, what is an outside back for those who don't understand soccer? So an outside back, when you think of a typical back four, there are two wing backs. They're also called outside backs. You have a right and a left. I usually play on the right side. Okay. Are you on defense or are you offense or both? Defense. Wing backs, we also will go up, but it's more of a defensive position when you think about it. Okay. And when did you start playing soccer? I started playing soccer, I feel like usually the normal age when people are in like kindergarten and their parents put them in it. And then kind of stopped, did a couple other sports just because my mom always had me and my brother doing something active. And then I came back to soccer, maybe like the later end of elementary school, and then started competitively playing in seventh grade. Okay, and what got you interested in soccer? Um, I had an older sister who played, and I loved watching her. And she like lived far away, so like it was going to visit her when I saw it. And then coming back to where I live, no one really around our family other than her played soccer. And I still thought it was so interesting and cool. So I just wanted to give it a try. Now, you have some experience in playing soccer at a young age in high school and now in college. Mm -hmm. What's the difference between high school and college soccer? Honestly, it depends on the school you go to. Usually, whether you're at a private school or not, high school soccer, especially for girls, you're not really looking to get recruited from there, but it's good practice. So honestly, it was great because it was a lot more fun and less pressure. And in the times when you're playing travel or more competitive soccer or any sport and it gets kind of tough, it's nice to have 
high school where you can relax and remember how much you love this sport. Absolutely. Now, we know a couple of years ago, the women's national soccer team protested and they fought for equal pay as so much as the men get. Mm-hmm. So in 2022, the House of Representatives passed a bill that ensures that the women's soccer players will receive equal pay as their male counterparts for friendly games, tournaments, and even a World Cup. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's amazing. It's great because honestly, there's a point where the women's soccer team and kind of still now you were hearing about them more of the men's side. And like I'm sure a lot of people were surprised to find out how less they were getting paid. And it also, I'm sure it deterred a lot of people from even wanting to go pro, like the women's side of sports, because it's a lot on your body. It's a lot of time, even though you're getting to travel and go around the world. Like it's a tight schedule. You can't just go and do whatever you want. And it's nice that now people who are going and playing more professionally, they don't have to worry about maybe the burden of money as much. Yeah, absolutely. And that was a good point you made as far as the women were being noticed more in terms of their play than the men. And it's similar to tennis as well. Over the last, I'm not even sure how many years, maybe 10 years, the women tennis players have gotten more publicity. Perhaps they've even won more than the men's side. And so I think that's a very valid point. And it speaks to where we're at in society We obviously know that there's still an imbalance when we talk about pay and even publicity in sports and stuff like that. So hopefully one day that becomes something equal, such as what the House of Representatives did for the women's soccer team and and giving them equal pay as well. Definitely. So what other sports have you played? I did track for a little bit. I did tennis for like a summer. It was fun, but I'm not really much of a hand sport person, so (laughs) it was funny, but... (laughs) I did ice skating over the summer. Honestly, anything that like either the activities were going on or we could make it to, I tried. Okay, so no tennis, lacrosse, basketball for you, huh? Tennis, yes. No basketball. I did one lacrosse camp because my brother was doing it. That I was not good at that either, but I respect <laughs> the sport. <laughs> so I guess that's what made you choose soccer then, huh? Yeah, I just loved it, and I was actually willing to go and work to get better, so. Okay. Now, from a Christian and a religious standpoint, you mentioned to me before, again, off air, that you grew up in a Christian household. Mm -hmm. What was that experience like? I mean, it was kind of all I really knew. Honestly, Christian household, going to church on Sundays, obviously, when you get to more competitive sports, you have less time, you're on the road, and you don't make it to church. And I feel like growing up in the Christian household, me and my brother kind of weighed and relied on like our mom's faith more than we did developing our own relationship. It's kind of the thing where you didn't really know what you were missing per se. And then um, he started getting closer to God, I would say, maybe his junior year of high school. And I noticed and I was like, oh, okay, like we grew up in the same household, um, believing the same thing, but there's something different about like what you seem to feel and your excitement and joy towards it. So that made me want to go and develop my own relationship with God. Yeah, and that leads me to my next question, because you also mentioned that you developed your own relationship with God during your sophomore and junior year of high school because of what you saw from your brother that inspired you mm-hmm. and his love for Jesus as well. So what did you see from him that inspired you? It was just different. My brother is one of the smartest people I've ever known. He didn't really love school too much because like, he was kind of bored. Like, <laughs> he could do it, not do the homework, go waste the tests. So um, he switched to different school and they had a first priority there. And he was just doing a lot with them. It was different because of COVID. So timing, we had more time to do stuff. 
we know when like he's actually excited and loves something so it's like okay wait he's serious about this like what's going on <laughs> so you saw the excitement and his fervor for it so you were like okay he must be excited about this this must be something he really wants to do and, and so you took that and ran with it yeah with so many distractions such as social media peer pressure pulling at your attention to go in a negative direction how are you able to stay focused stay grounded and stay true to your beliefs Honestly, having soccer helps a lot because it's more to your schedule. You you don't really have that much lax time unless it's off season for me, it would be the spring. But the closer you are to God, the more you want to stay close. Obviously, as you drop off, like you're like, oh, okay, maybe I won't read today or I don't need to listen to that. But I would just say doing the little things, maybe you don't get to like read a certain amount as you want, but just trying to do something, taking the time to talk to God and listen is just the best way to try and stay as connected as you can. And what's great is that God will also provide people in your lives or things on your social media that remind you of him and that, oh, okay, I didn't get in my word today. Like, maybe I should go do that. And we know that religious expression, particularly in a group setting or format, is getting pushed aside more and more. What are your thoughts on the role of religion or religious expression in sports today? I'm not really sure because you either see or you don't. Right. It's, um, it was cool. There's a viral video of, I believe the softball players at Oklahoma State, maybe. It was awesome. It was a couple of the girls and the other ones were agreeing, but they do like this thing, I think it's eyes up and it's like two circles and then they look up and point to God. And it's more so exciting to see those things happening just around and in the world. Like it's not that, I wouldn't say that it's not allowed. You just don't see it as often, but it's nice to know that there are people trying to push God out there. Or maybe a teammate or someone's like, hey, like, what is it about you? Or maybe they're watching you. That's also a thing where you don't know who's paying attention. Just be you and continue to do what God's telling you to do because people notice. And even if it's not till a couple years later that you realize that, hey, I remember that you were a Christian and that made me go to church like a year ago when I was having a hard time. Absolutely. And you made a great point. And also, I think what we see is there's rules and regulations and laws, not only in the sports world, but in everyday life, where, as I said, religion or expression of religion is getting pushed aside and things of the world are what's taking its place. Mm -hmm. And so as a Christian person or a faith-based person, the fight is even greater nowadays than it has ever been simply because of those laws and rules and regulations that are being put in place and the world is being put in front of that. So the fight continues. It's never going to end, but you got to stay strong and, and stay faithful and, and try and do what is right and pleasing. Mm-hmm. So as a college student athlete, do you see religion or faith as a significant role in your teammates or classmates' lives? I go to a school that's Methodist affiliated, I believe. So it's easier. I have a lot of friends in my ministry groups. As you get to schools that are maybe more public, I'm sure it's harder. Definitely, if it is harder, you can find people. Or if there's not a club, it's a great opportunity to try and start one. And there are a couple of my teammates who do, like, at least know God or want to know more. One of the girls actually started coming to church with me and my friend from my ministry group. So that was fun that she's excited to come. I always prayed in the national anthem, just my time to talk to God and get the nerves out. Right. Also, there are two or three other girls that will just come together and say a quick prayer before we go out on the field. So that's also nice. One of the big topics in sports, and particularly college sports and also in high school sports over the last couple of years, has been an increase or at least... I guess, more awareness or focus on transgender athletes, Mm -hmm. particularly at the high school and college levels. 
So much of the discussion around that issue has been about whether a male who's transitioned to a female has a competitive advantage or not. So that issue aside, some athletes have cited religious beliefs when it comes to whether they're playing with or against someone who is transgender. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on that? And two, how would you handle it if you're faced with that situation? Mm, it's very interesting. I haven't thought too much about it, but what comes to mind is that God's going to make a way and no matter what. Like I'm doing a Bible study through the book of Joshua, and it brought me back to Numbers, and when the congregation of Israel was scared because they're about to face the Anakins, who were like descendants of giants. Maybe like if that happens, their transition, and we're told that the hormones are different and it's supposed to be more equal. But if it's not and it's harder and God wants you to win, you're going to get through it, honestly. As far as an athlete in your team, do you guys have prayer sessions before the game, after the game, or anything like that? We do not. We did play a game, I think it was Palm Beach State, where after the game, we all came together when we prayed. They are like, hey, can we pray for you? I'm pretty sure it was like a prayer for us to have a safe drive back home. So that was honestly really sweet and nice. Uh, my school is less pressure on making people go to religion, but I think you have to do one meaning and value class, and usually it'll be some kind of religious class. So we don't personally have that. That's why I'm like, okay, I need to make sure I pray for like my couple of friends on the side who will go and pray before the game. But there are definitely teams out there who do it. It's always nice to come across. Right. And I know over the last, I don't know, maybe decade or 15 years, there's been this whole thing with inclusiveness. And so you may not necessarily face it much now, as opposed to say maybe 15, 20 years ago. And so have you come across, whether it's on the field or away from the field, have you come across where maybe you've been ridiculed or criticized or ostracized mm -hmm. because of your faith and, and particularly because you are strong in your faith. You take time out to pray. You take time out to read the Bible. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been ostracized or anything like that from whether it's teammates or classmates or even opponents because of your faith? Honestly, I'm happy to say that no, that's never happened. If it did, I wasn't aware of it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I say kind of try to focus and surround myself on people who wouldn't really push you out, whether it was faith or something else. Even if that did happen, I feel confident and a support team would be able to talk to me and be there. Obviously, people who have questions and don't really understand it, but I've gotten respect for it. So, Have you had any friends or teammates come to you and say, hey, you know what, I'm not someone who's religious or maybe believe in God, or mm -hmm. I used to believe in God, I used to be somewhat religious, I need help kind of getting into that, can you help me with that? A little bit, not to that extent, but I've had friends who be like, oh, like, I think I want to try and come to the Bible study that you're going to. So getting the opportunities, if you get the opportunity and maybe it doesn't happen how you wanted to, she didn't end up coming now, but I think that time, but I think maybe this year she might come to something. So just hopeful for those moments, even if it doesn't work out the way you want it to. Absolutely. Finally, what advice do you have for the young athletes when it comes to balancing the focus on faith and athletics? My advice would just be to focus on God and do what you can, do what he's calling you to, even when it feels like you don't have a lot of time and you won't be able to make it. For me, I'm kind of like hard on myself. I'm like, oh, well, I don't have the hour that I want to spend to read my Bible. You don't have to spend an hour, whether you do an hour a minute, 15 minutes, God is still going to love you. And it was funny, I saw a video and I sent it to my friend because she was worried. She's like, oh, I can't read the Bible as much as I usually do. 
and it was this guy, I think he was a pastor, and he was saying, like, God, I'm sorry, I'm unworthy of preaching because I didn't read as much as I usually do this week. And he said he got, like, a gentle nudge that was, like, whether you read or not, you still wouldn't be worthy, but I love you anyways, and this is why you get the opportunity to stand up and preach and be my vessel, so... Well, Jordan, that's great advice. You know, I really appreciate you coming on and talking about this topic. I wish you the best of luck moving forward, both in your faith and in soccer or whatever it is that you may come across moving forward. Again, I wish you the best of luck, and I really thank you for coming on to talk about this. Thank you. I had a great time. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Once again, I'd like to thank Jordan for joining the show. So what are the three takeaways from today's episode? Number one, find like-minded people who will help you grow. Number two, Stay true to your faith. And number three, allow God to lead your life. That concludes episode number 67. If you enjoy this episode, I ask that you share it with a friend. If you enjoy this podcast, I ask that you subscribe. Please tune in for the next episode. And as always, thanks for listening. Take care.